2: What's up, possums? To all my broke asses, rich asses, cheapskates, and just fellow possum homies out there, we want to welcome you to our Royal Rankings Rumble for 2023. Josh is already heated. Billy and I seem pretty calm and collected, so we don't like showing. We'll get there, really. Apparently, but we're starting off pretty, pretty good. So, guys, I just wanted to wish you a happy day and uh, best of luck. You know, it's it's a great time of year. Go do some fishings fan, man it's it's beautiful outside um yeah and just be pleasant um with that being said i do have a rant that i want to get to guys and then i will welcome you and say hello to you but uh guys the fantasy community is so fucking annoying this time of year my god dude all these guys on my twitter feed these wannabe analysts these fucking jackasses it's just empty opinion all day long. They're just, you say something and they're like, well, you're stupid, but don't, don't provide any sort of backup, any sort of reasoning for their takes. It's fucking ridiculous. And to tell you the truth, guys, I'm absolutely over it. Uh, trades are impossible anymore. Um, send a trade out to get some low level wide receiver. I can't remember who the hell it was, but immediately get an offer back for JSN. Um, immediately I just drafted the motherfucker. You're not getting them. Okay. Yeah, I'm just heated, man. I'm just heated. So with that being said, Josh, Billy, welcome to the show. I'm excited for tonight. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Because this is really grinding my gears Peter Griffin style right now.
0: I think really, I mean, I, I get why you're heated. Uh, and I love the in general, when you send a fantasy trade out there and you're like, hey, I really want Tyler Boyd on my team. I'm really excited about him. I think he could have a good year. And then they're like, okay. Well, I see you have Justin Jefferson and uh he needs to be involved in the trade. And it's just there's a jump when you're going for, you know, right wide, wide receiver three type players, and then you jump to the best player in the league or the best player on your team. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's 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 frustrating because you're like, Okay, yeah, I want your third string quarterback, not Patrick Mahomes right now. Why are we pretending like this is uh this is a ridiculous fucking jump? So yeah, no, I, I get it. It's and that's that's all year round, but right now, especially it's just trying to keep everything alive analysts are saying coming out with all kinds of articles right now which is great i love the content but sometimes it gets a little overwhelming when there people are ranking like people they're just throwing random names out there and seeing like oh yeah i I called that in in february i knew it was going to be a good good play or something it's just it's just really about trying to make a take right away yeah
2: i feel like the you know Billy, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I feel just... like the
1: problem is when you send a trade with a screenshot and tell people that, like, what their thoughts are without giving any context to the league, without asking, like, saying, hey, this is super flex, or I'm in a, an, a complete rebuild, or like, you don't add any context to it. The raw emotion off the top of the head of the trade, which is like, I just made a big trade in a league that we're all in. I'm never posting that because without understanding what my team looks like, nobody's ever going to give me a good opinion on that Um, because they're just not. I I thought it was a fair trade. Josh seemed to think it was okay. But I've also heard from, because I put it in the Discord, that it was, you know, an easy loss on my end. Billy, I was in the
2: process of typing out. I was in the process of typing a text out that said, good trade, Bill. And one came through that said, I don't even care what the fuck you guys think about my trade. I like it. (laughs) and so I, Bro, I was that message
1: and moved away first of all i had been working on that trade for upwards of 14 hours throughout the day had got a little bit into the sauce and by the time i finally got done i was in i was in my like i feel like this is a horrible trade for
0: me feeling so i apologize dude, for the preempted defensive text dude so. so defensive on a trade that wasn't like necessarily win or lose that's the thing is when you see a good trade You should feel like you lost something. You should feel like you won something. You know, you shouldn't be like I completely I I fucked him over. His team's gonna be trash now. Like it's you shouldn't have those kind of trades. Well, the person I was trading
1: with is a serial. I'm going to take everything, including your soul, and make you my you know farm team. So dealing with him is always you know something of a a pleasure. I get something
2: done, man. I was amazed that that you could get something that fair of a trade. There
1: was so many different
2: variations of that trade that eventually happened. Okay. So possums (sighs) real quick. I'm going to draw the veil back here. Offensive points was really started back in college. Josh and I were roommates. Billy should have been a roommate. He was over there all the time, but we just had general discussions about fantasy football. And I think collectively we all became better fantasy football players for it. You know, I would go on a limb and have one of my bold ideas and they would be like, Hey, you're being kind of stupid right now. We don't like that. Here's why. And we used to just talk with each other. There was no hostility. There was no like my points better than yours because I work for X company or I met this one guy at the street one time. There was none of that shit. And in the fantasy football industry right now, if I were to tweet out and said Darnell Mo- Mooney is going for 15 touchdowns this year and 1800 yards, I would get a whole lot of traffic on that. But I didn't provide any context in that at all. I do think Darnell Mooney is going to have a good year this year. But that's taking it way too far. And it's just to drive traffic. Driving Do you me think that? Because looking fucking insane. Looking at yeah, look at it let's get look in the rankings. Like
0: let's see. Oh, I didn't now, even have him ranked. We'll you get had him ranking. at 113, 113, by the way. So you don't think he's going to have that great of a year. But we'll get there later. I'm talking about it. So, so kind of
1: off of your topic of like
0: Twitter articles.
1: So there's an article t- today that I read that said that Anthony Richardson is going to be garbage this year because he's a rookie quarterback and that he is not – Like currently he's going, I think, in the 90s on, on underdog, um, non-superflex, I'm pretty sure. It might be superflex. Either way, going in the 90s and that you shouldn't draft him at all, that's a way overvalue. And the context given was that rookies that come into the league suck right off the bat. And the a thing they gave, the person that he gave the example of, was Jalen Hurts. And I was like, are you out of your damn mind? Jalen Hurts was QB 10, his first full year of starting. His second game into the NFL that he started was a 47-point banger of a game. What do you mean, Jalen Hurts? Because Jalen Hurts said Jalen Hurts took a couple years to get going in the league. Jalen Hurts was, you know. It It was drafted as a backup. I was like, no, no, no. Jalen Hurts didn't take a couple years to get going. First year that he started, he was QB 10 with Shane Steichen. And now Shane Steichen gets Anthony Richardson right off the bat. So, no, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Justin Herbert was QB three when Shane Steichen had him as his quarterback. I, I, what are you talking about? You don't you don't really feel like – it's just like quick baity stuff because all of it was based off of what he did in college. And I'm like, what? No. You can't – it's just these crazy ideas that, like, we're writing articles in May when we have no clue what's going to happen throughout this summer. Zero idea. So it's kind of like, why are you just clickbaiting articles right now? It's kind of an unnecessary point to make at this point. Um, yeah.
2: What I do this time of year is I'm on it. like the local or the, the podcast for the teams. Like I watch the uh, Windy City Gridiron all the time, listen to it, sorry. And I get all the news from minicamp and I'll switch around and I'll go where a cool rookie just went to and I'll listen to their, what their beat writers are talking about. That's what I do this time of year, and that's only going to start heating up as camp gets going, which is what you should be doing. Don't click on why, uh, you know, give me a Mark Andrews should be a top three selection in a draft because just don't. It's stupid. Agreed. It's this fucking diarrhea that people just shit out onto a keyboard, and it's fucking driving me up a wall. Anyway.
0: It's ironic. I'm actually not the one that's hot right now.
2: All
1: right. Well, speaking of clickbaity stuff, I have a mini conspiracy. I, I don't know if it's worthy of the conspiracy theory drop because I don't think it's very conspiracy theory, but it's mainly just like, here is an idea I'm pitching to you all and we'll see how you all feel. So my theory is that the Washington commanders are going to get Caleb Williams in the upcoming draft. My reason being so, Josh Harris, who owns the Philadelphia 76ers, just just bought the franchise of Washington like that. That was the group that just bought Washington. Philly, the 76ers are famous for trust the process.
0: They, they tanked for the process,
1: you know, and that that's was not whole- actually
0: what. No, 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 no. Trust the process that's- was draft the best available, not tank for the pro- we sucked at the time. Uh so they they tanked
1: for Joel MB, they tanked for Markel fultz they tanked to get all of these top
0: picks. What are you talking they, about? They they tank. did not tank, they were not good, they were not a good team at the time. They didn't have the pieces. The trust the process was draft the best available. And the reason for that was they drafted Embiid when they technically had I was gonna say Noel, I can't remember what the this set they, they had, two had number their, one overall picks. They they, had, yeah. Okay.
1: Josh misremembers trust the process. It was a tanking strategy that they used to get higher draft picks. If they got more ping pong balls, they would get the higher draft picks. In the NFL, the way to do that, there is no lottery. So you have to be one of the worst teams. So my thought process is for the commanders. They either, A, tank the year out and just are the number one. Currently the Cardinals are supposed to be number one, but – The Washington Redskins, Redskins, that's fine. Reds, uh, the Commanders could end up number one overall if they tank the season out. They have Sam Howell starting. They don't have a very great team. It's a good team, but it's not a great team. They're finishing fourth in that division. Um, My second evidence is that they may just trade Arizona for the top pick if Arizona gets number one. There's a lot of people saying they're going to take Caleb Williams in Arizona if they get the number one overall pick, which could happen. I'm not saying that won't happen, but, like, they could just stick with Kyler and get a massive haul from the Commanders, which a new owner of the team would be willing to give up to get a franchise next Mahomes quarterback in there. Third piece of evidence, Caleb Williams is from the Washington, D.C. area. It would be the just amazing story of the homecoming for the kid to come back from USC in college, Oklahoma, to come back to Washington to
0: play in his hometown. What do you guys think? I don't think it's going to be either of those teams. And I still think you're wrong on the betrusted process, but I'm going to move past that just for now. Uh, But Washington's not a bad football team. The only thing they are missing is a quarterback. I understand that but they're not. I don't think they're bad enough to lose all those games. I mean, they have a decent uh, linebacker core. They have a, one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. I won't say the best, obviously, because there's some other teams that are better. Um, they have t- a great duo of running backs, one of which they refuse to use. But, I mean, the team, I just don't think they possibly can lose that many games. I, their schedule isn't as hard as some of the other ones, and, I mean, they're going to lose to a lot of NFC East teams probably, but I don't think they... I get the logic there, but I don't think it's them. I could think they it's be actually... Carolina? Could they if be Carolina gonna... from this past season? Yeah. I mean, possibly, but I just, I feel like you could say the same thing about Atlanta, who is a quarterback shy and who has three star weapons that haven't seemed to ever work yet. I mean, two so far. Um,
1: Atlanta feels good. like the team that we we're hoping is going to be bad and they're actually going to be pretty good. That's what my feeling is about I'm Atlanta. I'm not hoping
2: Atlanta's bad at all. No, Arizona's like going to suck, idea. though.
1: Why right, is Arizona, Arizona. going to be
0: bad? When does Kyler get back? I'm, I'm he might not play
1: this whole entire season, to be fair. He might not play at all. Which is the, the dark secret that nobody wants to talk about. But if if he's going to be out probably, like, I think it was eight weeks. If they're, like, two and six or something, I don't think they play him. Because why would you? You might as well just tank out. Houston's not going to be great, so you get their pick, too. Just take two top Potentially 10 players, why not? And if they get the number one overall pick, which is possible, they could just keep Kyler and trade it for a massive haul from Washington. I don't see why they wouldn't try that.
2: No, that makes a lot of sense. But what you're missing here is Sam Howell might actually be halfway decent with that roster. That's I, love a, I love a Pete. Dude, out of last year's class, Sam Howell, did, he, would it surprise you if he's better than Pickett? No, I don't.
0: I, I just still don't understand why we're pretending it, that it surprised all this why, why are we still pretending that the Steelers and Falcons weapons are going to be good? Because Pickett showed nothing. and Or no, it's not Pickett, sorry. Ritter showed nothing and Pickett showed a barely anything. And we keep, I don't know, I've seen rankings of where all these guys are going to land. And I'm just like, are you still sure about that? Like, I, I just, I don't see it yet. I, I haven't seen it. And I'm a little worried about those franchises as a whole. Because those were supposed to be fill-in quarterbacks that might work. And now they're starters.
1: Steelers, I think will be fine. Atlanta, Atlanta has to figure it out. But I think Washington's going to make a very big push to get Caleb Williams. I really do. The
0: Absolutely trade, should. the trade up for a quarterback is a little different than the actual tanking. I don't think anyone can actually get away with a tank anymore, especially with what happened with Miami and Flores and all that. I, I, I don't know. I feel That's like true. there's. I feel like it's a little harder. It's going to be one of those really bad teams that we just you see it all all year long, where they're just the worst team on the field. Which there's a lot I mean, of those. Last we know.
2: had hope in the Commanders was when Alex Smith that year he blew out his leg. I mean, uh, it's been a minute. Sure. He's got to bring some life to that fr- or, uh,
0: franchise. I think they make a move. New owner makes splashy move. It just it writes itself. If if Arizona is the worst team, I could see them. I think they're. I think they believe in Kyler, but there's a chance that they get rid of Kyler too. I mean, you know. There's, yeah. I mean that. That's the other there.
2: other thing. You just so. don't know if they're going to keep as a Bears him or not. fan. Uh, Carolina is going to be the worst team, so that's what we're. That's <laughs> what probably we're not, probably not close. The
1: problem is that division as a whole sucks. So, like, we're literally any of them are in play. So that's yeah, the we'll that's see the Saints to the do UFC good enough South.
2: to make sure they don't make the playoffs, and we'll be good.
1: Gonna have to hope. All right. Well, now that we're all good and riled up, let's riled talk up. about the 2023 ranking. So each of us ranked our top 150 players in the, uh, you know, in fantasy football. We sent our list to Josh and he crunched the numbers and it spouted out our our consensus rankings. But boy, did we have some differences here. So, Josh, do you just kind of want to kick off who in the top 10 you think that we should discuss
0: why somebody had
1: somebody in a different place?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, the the top two are pretty close to obvious at the very least. So Justin Jefferson and Christian McCaffrey tie for number one, actually. Uh, and that's all due to Billy ranking Justin Jefferson at three and Christian McCaffrey at one, which we really need to talk about. Uh, but it's basically Justin Jefferson, McCaffrey, Eckler, Chase, Taylor, Barkley, Hill, Bijan, Josh Jacobs and Cooper Cup. And I don't think we're. You can flip flop however you want. You could say Chase should be higher. You could say uh, Jacob should be lower. But I, I, I mean, I feel like for the for the most part, this is pretty accurate. I mean, top ten at the very least. Flip flop however you want. But I mean, our, our rankings didn't really get screwy until uh, a little bit later. That's true. Um, so. Well,
1: I feel I feel like let's just rip the Band-Aid off. So cool. you all ranked That's Saquon cool. Barkley at number ten. I ranked him at number two. Um I'll I'll lay out my process. So he was running back 5 last year. Um I think that we saw the worst of what that offense is going to look like. I think year 2 with Dayball is going to look a lot more stable. Daniel Jones has Damn. a contract. Uh Saquon Barkley is going to be I I don't know if he's gonna get. I don't know if he he didn't get a contract, right? He's still
2: on. No, the, he's no, on the I franchise. franchise this motherfucker said he was not going to show up for practice. That's why
0: he's people. lower in mine as well. I still think yeah. I put it. I still they always I it say in. that shit and they always
1: show up. Josh Jacobs did the same thing and was amazing All right, last year. So Billy, I'll, my, I will believe it when I see it.
2: No, Billy, my, keep going. Is that was that your reason? My, my thought process is
1: they didn't really bring any good wide receivers in there to, to steal away. They need to throw the ball to him more. He only got 76 targets last year, which was extremely low. And I'm hoping that now that they have Darren Waller there, they have a couple guys that maybe they're going to try to pass the ball more, and then that will open up a little bit more for Saquon Barkley because not the defense doesn't have to completely focus
0: on him, and it can open him up a little bit more than he has been in the past couple of years. Joe, before you go, because I know, I know you have something specific about Saquon, I want to talk about the fact that your top seven or top six is five running backs and Justin Jefferson's number three. And I, I feel like we have this discussion every year and it's getting more and more like this, like Justin Jefferson, Chase, uh, Tyreek Hill, more people, like you have Hill at 10 and reason why he slipped down the board. Um, I, I, I just, I, I got to get behind. Why do you have five running backs in your top six?
1: So now it's it's become a case of running back scarcity. Um, I think that you can get wide receiver value later. And so, am I going to push for somebody to take a, a you know wide receiver super at the beginning? Again, health is a huge problem here because running back is health or it gets hurt, they're pretty much out for the season, they're done. But the problem is with wide receivers, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, and I, I have some concerns, and I think you can get value later with wide receiver so I think that the, since the pool is larger that it's not as premium of a position I think you can get them you know Justin Jefferson's still number three to me it's not like I'm I'm kicked him off my
0: board I, I just I'm shocked that we talked about this last year about how Justin Jefferson and Chase were okay with you drafting them one two and I mean now you have Chase at seven and it just seems seems a little low to me that's 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 all I'm saying but anyway Joe I, you go ahead and get your Saquon takeout because because I, I feel you seething over there You're muted for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, I had a headphone catastrophe there. Um, nah. I am absolutely seething. Not really. Um, running backs are dead, Bill. I'm just going to go out and say it, man. You say there's a wider play- player pool in wide receivers, and that's true. But there's so many running backs now, and especially if you're playing in a PPR, that you do not need um, this top running back like you used to have in the past. It's great to have one if you're in that spot. But my best teams have always come. With wide receivers, top three, top ten wide receivers on a team, something like that, has always been the best possible build for me. Um, no, I like my only thing with Saquon, man, is is the whole thing with him not showing up. And I know you think he's going to show up, and I believe you in that one. But right now, that's just what is bringing him down in my rankings a little bit. I do think Saquon has a phenomenal year. I just like the other guys better.
0: I I actually have Josh Jacobs over Saquon um, mainly because I don't really trust the Giants. And I feel like whatever Devontae Adams has against Garoppolo is he's I understand he's friends with Derek Carr. But um, personally, I think Garoppolo is basically a transition from Carr in the same lateral transfer at that point. I don't know. But Saquon, I don't know why we're still pretending like Daniel Jones is going to be good. I think this contract was. Shit, and it's really bad for the Giants in the future, but I don't dislike it because I'm an Eagles fan. So I just I know Saquon's great, I know he's gonna be up there. I just with the with the issues there, I still have him as running back five. I still have him in the first round. I don't have any issues with that, but at two above Justin Jefferson is just rich to me. That's it fine. Is
1: rich. I mean, a running back finished above Justin Jefferson last year, so it's not like crazy that a running back could finish above
0: Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but I feel like Christian McCaffrey's a cheat code. It wasn't him. It's also Eckler. But uh well, also, same, same, true, same same concept. Same same concept. I mean, exactly,
2: which it PPR, exactly what I'm saying. Billy, I like how you leaned right into that because we had a lot of questions about that one. Josh, Bijan. Billy and I have him at eight, you have him at fifteen. Yeah, Thanks I play. don't
0: I don't really have an issue with this either way. Um, I my main thing for Bijan is that I didn't want to put him above Saquon Barkley and t- Jonathan Taylor, who are established. Um, Jonathan Taylor's coming into a lot better of a situation. Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. Um, actually, I have him above, No, below Saquon. Um, and then, yeah, I put Josh Jacobs above him because he was running back one last year, like for the majority of the year. So I can't, I just couldn't put him up there yet. I, I still have a 15. He's still a late first. I feel like this is about where he's going to go. He is at eight in our total rankings with all three of ours. So, cause I mean, there's just so much variation here by two or three picks. Um, I only put, I only highlighted this one because I wanted to talk about, it. I don't have any issues with Bijan. I don't want you guys to think that I hate Bijan. I think he's going to be good. I just don't have faith in the Falcons and I just have faith in the, the stars who are stars already. No, speaking of good. hate,
1: speaking of hate. Jim, yes. We got to talk about Josh Jacobs. Let's you, talk don't about it. it's gonna, you don't believe it's
0: going to, you don't believe it's going to. Oh, that's true. Again. I missed that. That's my bad. Well, it stuck Josh out like a sore Jacob? thumb. Yeah, nineteen. Yes. You have a
1: nineteen. We both have him in the top ten. What? What? what Josh hate Jacob about Josh like Williams? Mike
2: Williams of uh, running backs over He's here. He's not good. Oh my lord. Josh's argument about the Falcons being good is my argument about the Rams good. I I don't think they're a great team. I'm probably a little bit low on him. I I I went through these rankings basically how I would draft people, and that's just kind of where he fell. Um on there i do like josh jacobs i've never rostered josh jacobs in a league i was very high on him last year i just think we see that team kind of sputter this year uh especially with Devonta adams already saying hey um i don't like the way this offense is going and there's gonna be drama there it's it's just not looking good for the raiders already
0: i think the biggest thing for jacobs is he's been a top 10 back pretty much the last or first round back uh top, I guess, RB1 uh, the last three years. And I just don't see it going anywhere because there's no competition behind him. There's no second guy to his his Jacobs. I mean, there's no there's nothing happening there. Um, I'm not saying Algier is going to cut into Bijan. Like I said, I have no issues with Bijan. Um, my biggest thing is just that we, you can't take it away from Jacobs just yet. So um,
2: anyway, let's get well, into... I'm just looking at the guys I have around him. I have Najee, Garrett Wilson, and Amon Ra in front of him. I would take those guys in front of Josh Jacobs.
0: Um, I I just I'm I'm keeping him in the first round for now. I can't. Yeah. I'm right. so. I
2: think our rankings are pretty solid. They actually together. averaged this yeah.
0: that was one of the ones that didn't I didn't even think about it cuz he's still RB6. I don't see any problem with that. I think that's about accurate. Um getting into the next 20, uh there's one that sticks out like a sore thumb, but we got 11, Kelsey, 12 Nick Chubb, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Tony Pollard, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, which maybe we need to push down a little bit after all that. Derrick Henry Amon Ross, St. Brown, and then Garrett Wilson. Um, and I I got to say, Joe, I, I don't know what your issue is with A.J. Brown, but uh, he, you have him at 21 um, for a consensus 14, which Billy has him at, and I have him at seven. So I canceled out your uh, negativity about A.J. Brown, and I, I want to hear what your issue is with A.J. Brown. Why do you think A.J. Brown would be, I don't know, wide receiver 11 or 12?
2: I don't know, man. We saw – last year we saw – at the end of the season, Dante Smith really – Come on. He, he really had some really good games at the end of the year. Dallas Goddard was injured a lot of the year, and he started, you know, back on the thing there. A.J. Brown has absolutely monster games, and he's he disappeared for a couple of them last year. Let's not talk that he put up 28 points every game. He did have a couple stinkers in there, which everybody does. Um, I just like other wide receivers that are absolutely peppered with targets a little bit more. I love the offense. I love AJ Brown as a player. I love everything about it. I just, I don't know. You burned me a couple games. You maybe it's okay, okay. Well, gosh, life. before you yeah. even get
1: off on your Eagles thing, you think legitimately Garrett Wilson is going to be better than AJ Brown.
2: You really I, think that. I have a In your really, heart of hearts. You think that. I really like Garrett Wilson this year. Okay.
0: Okay. I really like Garrett Wilson this year.
2: I like him too.
1: I just, better than AJ Brown. Oh, I don't know about that.
0: All right, to, to, I was I was holding my breath as well as I could. A.J. Brown had a bad end of the season with 31, 17, 28, 16, 19, and 13 to finish the season, averaging over 10 targets a game, catching average of six balls a game. I, I just, I don't see that. Um, wide receiver four in standard and six and PPR. I understand that he doesn't get 55 targets like Justin Jefferson, but... Um, Devonte Smith obviously also had good games during that time. They were both equally good. There was no Devonte Smith game to AJ Brown's game. Um, I have him at seven, which I understand why that could look a little excessive, but to me, I have him above Cooper Cup, which obviously Stafford is. I don't. We don't know what's happening with him right now. I don't know why my phone's talking to me right now, but AJ Brown. <laughs> Wait, who is that? And wide as wide receiver six. 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, with literally no change to the wide receiver room other than getting uh, Olamideus Um, I I don't see how he's not going to be in the top 10.
2: Zacchaeus was the reason I ranked him so low. I just think Zacchaeus is going to... I understand that. I, I mean, I, mean I,
0: I... I was going
2: through my rankings. And stuff. I love A.J. Brown as a player. I love him. I don't see him at seven. I see him, you know, 14. Absolutely. He left a bad taste in my mouth a couple games last year.
0: I. Hmm. I don't see it. Interesting. I guess, I guess so. Um, anyone else um, you guys want to top, touch on in this? Uh, yeah, Josh, you thing? didn't
1: highlight it, but we need to talk about it because I, I need to understand what you all are thinking versus what I'm thinking. So Derek Henry, I have a 13. You all have at 20 and 21. Is it because he's going to get traded? Do you think he's not going to be the cyborg that he normally is? Joe, are you still burnt because he hurt you that one year? Like what what is the reasoning that you all don't like derrick henry in the top 20 i mean higher than the top 20
0: this wasn't a personal uh spite or anything it's just i don't think he can continue what he's been doing um nothing this has nothing to do with age either i think it just comes down to the tennessee titans not being good and i understand that the door is going to revolve around him but with levis coming in they're going to at least pretend to throw the ball and i i I don't know what's going to happen there with no wide receivers it's more about the offense thing than derrick henry i know he's great and he could be bumped up a couple rankings. I wouldn't have any problem with that, but um, yeah, I think he's still in the still in the second round. I wasn't gonna like be upset about it. I just I got some guys. I, I, this was actually probably me going more wide receiver heavy too. Um, I think that second round, especially, is when you want to get that first wide receiver or second wide receiver and just build a nice roster. Billy, Do you this you is
2: mean? one thousand percent me being ageist. <laughs> 1, <000. laughs> I felt like right. it. This is – I would rather be a year earlier than a year late on Derrick Henry. I'll let someone else take him. I will not have him on any teams this year. I do think he's going to have a solid year. Uh, Maybe we see Traylon Burks kind of make an ascendance. uh, It's what we thought he was going to be last year. So maybe they pass a little bit more. Offense in general looks a little bit better. Uh, But, no, Derrick Henry is going to go out there. He's going to be the focal point. I just – I know he's a cyborg. I don't see how it keeps going.
0: I, and I, and maybe that's Fair what enough. it is too. I just I, I I put him in between some some good running backs. Still, I just it was just a little later. I did I didn't think that that was a huge variance. I mean I, I think you bumped him up the rankings, which deservedly so. I mean I'm not upset about that. I just feel like he's going to be one of those this
1: year where like whoever takes him is like either going to win the league or that person's last place. Thanks for thanks for the donation. Like that that's the there's two outcomes with taking Derrick Henry this year. It's, Who was the yeah, guy, I mean,
0: Rashard Mendenhall? Like, I'm not yeah. saying he's gonna—he's not like a one-hit wonder, obviously. But it's like the Rashard Mendenhall—you got him in the second round. You're like, yeah, I got this. We're good. And then you just—you have the worst team in the league because you got him. Mm-hmm. Dude, that dude had some eyes. He did. He was fun. Yeah.
2: You remember the uh the bad boys where he was like, man, it's nice fucking fish, big fucking eyes, but a nice fucking fish. That was that's was how I felt about Rashad Mendenhall.
0: Yeah. Moving and I just feel like to, to get Devante Adams, Diggs, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, even. And I think Joe ranked him a little high, But anyway, um, not too much. <laughs> but all right. Anyway, into 21 through 30. I this is when we get we're going to have some Billy conversations. Um, sure. So Najee Harris at 21, Brees Hall, 22, Mark Andrews, Ritter, R- uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Waddle, Etienne, Olave, Hawkinson, Devante Smith, and Jalen Hurts, yes, we will get to that in a second. But first things first, Billy, what the fuck is Ramondre Stevenson doing in the first round? Me and Joe have him at okay. 30 and 29, and you have him at 12. I'm confused what you all are
1: confused about when it comes to Ramondre Stevenson. He had 200 touches last year. They ditched his backup, and Damian Harris gave him away for nothing. I know you all think in your back of your head, it's a It's a committee. It's a committee. There's nobody on this team that's making this shit a committee. I know you all think James Robinson's gonna be what he was three years ago, but there's nearly no no reason to believe that. And if he's gonna get like 250 touches in this offense, that's going to be better than it was last year. What like what are we even talking about? Of course, he's gonna be a top 12 player. Like, I I don't understand why you all don't think that. You think never said anything?
2: You have him in the 30s, like that. That means he's gonna be much worse than he was last okay. year. So here's my argument on this one. Ramondre Stevenson is great, yes. But there is either a Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, or some kid walking. To, no, some kid walking the fucking streets of Iowa right now that Belichick's gonna throw in there and give him fucking 40% of the carries. I know it's gonna happen. You can look at the depth chart all you it want, didn't happen can. last year. Why would it happen this year? It's he, they tried last year. Damien Harris just sucked and he couldn't stay healthy.
0: Um, no, no, actually. So my thing was their plan last year was to use James White in the as the pass catching back. He got injured before the season started and therefore Stevenson got the passing work. I understand that they didn't necessarily draft or replace the running back position for pass catcher, but they did pick up James Robinson, not saying that he's going to take a giant role in it, uh, I'm just saying that this isn't the same situation that we were expecting here. Uh, but my biggest thing is you got him over Brees. You got him over Najee. Uh, you got him over Pollard. I would take any of those running backs. Yeah, immediately. the ceiling for him is way higher than any of those players. I don't, I don't know I, what we're talking about. I don't think so. As a first round Why? back, as a first round in the in 12-13 the spot, you can get Nick Chubb and CD Lamb, A.J. Brown, Pollard, Devontae Adams, pre-craziness. I just, there's, there's better positions. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't have him low. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I, it does seem a little low now that I look at the rankings. This is the first rankings for the year. Hard to do. Um, but I feel like I would take a uh, injured Brees Hall for weeks one and two. I would take Najee Harris. Who's now. Brees isn't going to be ready
1: for weeks one and two. You need to need to sell that, that down. That, already, not, he's I, not going to be ready. I just,
0: I just said he wouldn't be for out. for. Oh, one I thought and you two. said
1: you would take him for week one and two.
0: No, I'm saying t- I would take him for being out one Oh, I'm being saying, out, okay. I'm yeah, I, I just, there's better running backs overall. I understand Stevenson. I just don't think the pass catching numbers are there. Five touchdowns on the year. I just can't get behind getting him in the first round. Like when I can go grab the best tight end on the board, I can get the top five wide receiver on the board. I just, there's more options for me at that point. I would say if I were re- redo these rankings right now, I'd put him in the 25 range, a little bit 5 5 slots up at least, but I'm not I'm not putting him at 12 ever.
1: I just think last year was the worst case scenario for him and this year ah, That was his best yeah. year. How's Exactly. That like that was the worst that he could be was what was last year. That is the floor of Ramondre Stevenson. I, I think oh. this year he's only going to build on that. Like uh, offense is going to be better, the lines a little bit better. I, I think he's think a be, sneaky be better. late
2: second
0: but no better.
2: Okay. My biggest thing is with Josh's point being in the first round. That's where I'm taking a guy that I'm building my whole team around, and I'm not doing it with that many question marks. As a reminder, a. Stevenson, I will concede I probably have him a little bit lower than I should, and that's why we do these exercises. But
0: come on. build the best rankings. That's there. fair. Yeah,
1: it's I, I don't know what the question marks are, but I will concede that maybe 12 is a little high. But I'm not going to lie. If I got him on the back hat, like it, that 12 and then snake to the one, like the one of the second round. If I got him in one of those picks, I'm not going to be mad about it. Like I'm, I'm really not. I'll be fine with that.
0: I'm not mad about it. There's, I actually think you said that the running back depth is rough. I personally think the running back depth is pretty decent. I mean, this is Ramondre Stevenson in our draft rankings right now is about the edge of like the elite tier running backs who honestly, in my opinion, could all be RB ones. Like Stevenson could be an RB one. Brees Hall could be an RB one. Derek Henry can obviously be one. Tony Pollard, but like to me, Stevenson stays around stagnant they're around that range being in that seven to 15 range. He could easily be the running back 15 as well. I don't think it's an immediate
1: Join Planet Fitness
0: for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel any time. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Anyway, we've taken enough time talking about Stevenson. I'm going to get to Hawkinson real quick. I have him ranked about 13 picks lower than both of you uh, at 39. Um, and that's only because, in my opinion, you draft Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then you wait on tight ends. But I do also want to talk about Kittle, which we'd get to in a bit, who I do have ranked higher than Hawkinson. Why is everyone forgetting about Kittle? What what's the issue with Kittle? He was injured for like four games last year, or two games in the beginning, and then ended up as tight end three, like he always does. And for some reason, he's just subplanted, and he's not even number three on people's rankings or four on people's rankings. He's like number five and number six and stuff. Like people hate George Kittle, and I don't know what it is. If anyone looks more like Gronkowski than anyone other than Kelsey, it's George Kittle. Like he's that guy. I we're going to get into this too at some point, but I don't really think Debo's the traditional wide receiver that everyone thinks he's going to be, which I think we actually all agree on with our looking at the rankings. Uh, Kittle is the number one receiver on that team other than Christian McCaffrey, who is the number one, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just trepidation
2: on that whole offense in general Mm -hmm. until I know more. I'm not off on Kittle at all, but you're right. I mean, I think you got, you got the top three top four i would put Hawkinson in top four with kittle and andrews and kelsey and then there is actually a lot of depth at tight end this year i'm actually excited about the tight
0: end position for once i feel like once you get past the top five you're not drafting them early but you're you you can get them in the sixth seventh round for sure i think actually we did pretty decent on tight ends You, you definitely just in my opinion put Hawkinson a little high to put him at 25 and 27 like early third when you can still be grabbing Jalen Waddle and Lave and I, there's just so much still out there that I. Would I just think that the tight
1: end run stops with Hawkinson. Once you get past Hawkinson, you're good to wait. Like it's fine. You're going to get somebody later uh, on. Kittle should be at least in that conversation. Not until I know who the quarterback's going to be. If it's Trey Lance, hell no. If it's Brock Purdy, maybe we'll see. And Come on, Sam Darnold, if Sam,
0: baby. If it's Sam Darnold, hell no. Like, I don't want any part of that. So, I mean. <laughs> I, I guess I, I didn't really think about just, the quarterback dilemma, but at the same time, I still it's, think it's Kittle. When Brock Purdy comes back, you're right. George Kittle's probably for sure going to be, if he's the
1: starter. I don't even know what Shanahan's going to do there. If they, if he is for sure the starter, which is what I think we all think when Brock Purdy comes back. Okay, I believe in Kittle a little bit more there. But without knowing for sure, I, I, couldn't, I could not take him that high mm-hmm. without
0: knowing. For sure. All right. It actually, does make a lot more sense now that I'm looking at it. Okay. All right. Um, I guess we should probably address the elephant in the room, which is Jalen Hurts being the first quarterback off the board, uh, which me and Billy both did. And Joe had him about five slots or two, few slots away. Actually, one slot away. Never mind. It was Mahomes then Hurts. Um, I don't want to make the argument. So, Bill, I'm gonna let you take the argument for why Jalen Hurts could be the number one. Okay, well, I mean, I have still have him in the thirties because I'm beginning more and more.
1: To believe in Joe's like wait on a quarterback because who cares and I agree completely I think that's kind of where I fall. However, if you're going to take a quarterback, in my opinion, it is Jalen Hurts with the rushing upside that you're going to get from him this entire year. I I think I, I think he's only going to excel. My only concern with the the Eagles this year and with Jalen Hurts is what does that offense look like with him without Shane Steichen? That concerns me a little bit because we haven't seen Jalen hurts without Shane Steichen other than two games in 2021 or yeah, 2021. So again, I'm kind of hoping and, and praying, but that he is my QB one. I, I, Joe, I feel like you could flip flop Mahomes and hurts. I don't think it's going to hurt your rankings at all if you were to do that. But for me, it's, it's definitely hurts.
2: Yeah. And I think there's definitely a hierarchy. I think it's hurts and Mahomes, and then a slot down is Josh Allen. Um, Everyone and their mother tried to annoy Josh Allen as the top quarterback and he looked it through the first five games last year, came down to earth. Um I hurts just, you know, Mahomes is just gonna put up those ridiculous games kind of no matter what. Hurts is the same way. So take either one.
0: They're high. Yeah. So
2: take either one.
0: <laughs> the reason I so I have Jalen Hurts at nineteen and I have Mahomes at twenty one pick away. Once again, I am not I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is a bad quarterback. We all know that. The thing about this is is it happens every year, and I don't know why people keep pretending that quarterbacks are going to go off the board at four and five. And that's why I did this, because this is actual rankings. Like I want to make these actual draft rankings. And people are going to draft Patrick Mahomes probably in the first round in a lot of leagues, and Jalen Hurts probably shortly after. Um, But my thing about Jalen Hurts being over Mahomes is he was and could have been the number one and was the running or the QB one for the majority of the year. And then those two last two games, he definitely di- died off a little bit. Should have been so the one, MVP of the league, but I still don't think people are ready to talk been. about that. No, yeah, we're not going to get into that. We're doing ranking show here. We'll get to into that some <laughs> other time. Uh, but it, once you get past Burrow, Mahomes and Hertz and Allen, all in the 400s, a little bit under for Jalen because he was injured those two games, you are 100 points less at QB five. That is. I don't know, ten points a game in fantasy football. I mean, that is a game changer. You, a lot of games come down to ten points, so I do. I, I, I'm not usually a, a draft quarterbacks high kind of guy, but I see why people want to. They want Mahomes on their team. They wanted Hertz was the biggest steal last year in fantasy football because you got him in the eighth, ninth round. I mean, that's what you want every year is that diamond in the rough who's going to be the QB, potentially be the QB one. But I, I'm just saying we need to start ranking quarterbacks higher in fantasy football rankings because. There's no way Jalen Hurts is going 30 and Patrick Mahomes is going 31, in my opinion.
2: No, Like, and you're absolutely right with that. But my only argument, and you nailed it on the head, is I would rather get that Hurts in the eighth round, ninth round. Like, I mean, Fields had that massive stretch last year, which I think is going to vault him up a little bit more with the recency bias. But Fields would be a guy, if he's going to like the seventh, eighth round, I'd be more than happy to take that as my QB one.
0: I was going to say, usually I would say that, and this is why I think we all have quarterbacks going off in the fifth and sixth round is because usually once people fill up their team with their two running backs, two wide receivers and flex, that's when quarterbacks go off the board. And that's why we have in the fifties, a lot of quarterbacks going off. Or when
2: you have those one idiots in your league and they start taking QB two in like the sixth round and you're like, God damn it.
0: (laughs) That's a little bit more dangerous, but anyway, uh, let's get back to the rankings. Uh, We've made our rant loud and clear. Uh, So 30, Hertz 31 Mahomes uh, 32 Sanders T Higgins Walker Josh Allen Dalvin Cook Aaron Jones Amari Cooper Keenan Allen Metcalf I don't think there's anything wrong with these um so I'll I'm I'm the the outlier here in these two okay I was about higher. to say maybe there's
1: nothing wrong with these there's one no no, no, no. I meant
0: same. I meant consensus wise my apologies fair enough yeah sorry okay. I was going through the 10 so why like do you hate T where. Higgins we need to learn um so my thing about T Higgins is I think he's gonna get traded uh during the season. And I think he gets traded to a team where it's not the same situation. And also if you look at T Higgins, he's never been above wide receiver 18 uh, in an entire year. So I actually think I ranked him as wide receiver 23, which is just a few down from where he's his max. So I do have him a little lower than you guys understand. I have him at 54 and you guys both have him at 26, which seemed to be the consensus there. And I completely understand. And I, once again, I could vault him up. I just, I feel like there's going to be some downplay to T. Higgins this year. I think it's a Jamar Chase season. um, And T. Higgins kind of just gets the leftover scraps. Like he gets, it's never a huge game for him. It's more consistency. And I think consistency basis is more for the fourth round. And that's where I had him ranked. So, Um, but I will say, Ken Walker, who I also have significantly lower than you, I think you guys are forgetting that this is not going to be the same when they tried to use Penny to start the year. And then Kenneth Walker took over once Penny got injured as per Joe's uh, obvious prediction. Um, But I just, with the Charbonnet draft pick and Pete Carroll wanting to keep people healthy and seeing it over and over again with Penny. I don't see Kenneth Walker getting the full workload. Um, I think it's going to be a weird split. I think they're both going to be efficient, but it's going to be more of, kenneth walker game and charbonnet game and that's why i have him lower more so than anything and once again i probably have him way too low i'm at 54 you guys are 47 and you guys have him at 30 and 31 i just could not put kenneth walker above dalvin cook and aaron jones and some of the other guys that are above him in my rankings because i know what their workload looks like other than potentially getting traded or you know I'll say, we don't know what dalvin cook's workload looks like we yeah, we can get into that i just wanted to make my make my defense there um not There's a, one guy I want to highlight here because right. I think all three
2: of us are pretty high on the sky versus ECR. I mean, we got Miles Sanders at RB14. I've been seeing him go much later um, the where we have him right now. We've got him at what is that? 32? 32. 32, so yeah, yeah, we've got him at 32. Miles Sanders is in for a colossal year of football, ladies and gentlemen. And if people are going to sleep on him, I'm
0: about it because he's gonna have an awesome year. I
2: love you wanna
0: know what it is? People fucking hate Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. They don't yep. think they're good running backs. They're middle of the pack guys. Uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders ended up as running back ten and standard on a team that refused to use him. Yeah, like exactly. it, it was impressive what he did with this, and Carolina, there is no way they signed him that contract, and there's no one behind him. There's no way they don't use him to the fullest. I think this could be – Miles Sanders might be the steal of the draft this year. He's that – I would say if you got to put sure. a breakout player out there, it's Miles Sanders because no one behind him, a, f- a complete new team, and they signed him up for a bunch of money, so they're not going to not use him. Well, and yeah. not only that, I mean,
1: the Carolina – like offense is going to be run with short passes. Like they're not going to let Bryce young Chuck the ball down the field, at least at the start, he's going to be doing checkdowns to Thielen and Sanders and potentially like Mingo. And then he might air a couple out to chart, but like short pass game is going to be how we get the, the offense moving here with Frank Reich. Even though I know he's refused to do that in the past, I think he's going to have to allow Bryce young to get up to speed because He's a little short, guys. I don't know if we've uh, mentioned that, but he he's a little a little short.
2: Dude, that video of him standing behind that line was so ridiculous. Like, it, how is he supposed to see, man? <laughs> I, get, I get he's done I it. these I questions mean, with Kyler, guys, but it just doesn't make
1: sense in my brain. He's not as mobile as Kyler, so I really am curious how this is going to work. When he gets hit by a three hundred and fifty pound defensive tackle, how is he going to stand back up
2: after that? Like, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I just picture throwing behind a line like that at that size, like is playing behind a picket fence, and like you can see someone running on the other side of the picket fence, but right. just kind of hope and pray that there's
0: no defender over there. But um, yeah, no. I, it's Carolina's. It's an interesting team, but I just feel like it's going to be run through Miles Sanders. And I do agree. you, Thank you, Joe, for picking that up. I actually, surprisingly enough, have Sanders the lowest of the three of you, and I was very shocked. I really do. I was I when I was I kept trying to put him up there, but it you was hate Miles to, Sanders.
1: That's all it means. It Eagles' me now put put him, you're
0: I get it. It was hard for me to put him like above Etienne and some of these guys, though. And like I, I know you guys didn't either, but there's just there was a lot of good running back. I feel like the top twelve running backs is just phenomenal. So um, anyway. I had
2: Miles Sanders six spots ahead of Etienne.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. You did. I, yeah. I I have I have a good feeling about Etienne this year personally. I think Jacksonville is going to continue to keep their upgrade. Uh, which we will get to shortly. Um, So getting into, I did the 30s, right? Uh, Down to the 40s. Mm -hmm. DK Metcalf, 41. Hopkins, Mixon, Debo, Kittle, Pierce, McLaurin, Pittman, Godwin, Gibbs. And I'm still loving all of these names on the board. Like there's no like, ah, don't want him. Ah, don't want him. Um, Yeah. It's going to be a good draft this year. It really yeah. is. I feel like the first five rounds, I don't think anyone, I mean, you can mess up obviously due to injuries and stuff like that. And unfortunately, this in this top 50, there's going to be one or two names missing because of injuries, uh, unfortunately, like preseason. Uh, but I'll get into my real low pick, and that's DK Metcalf, and that was just oversight on me. I have him 20 spots a little lower than you guys, um, and Really, it was it was coming down to I was just downgrading all of Seattle because of the amount of weapons they have. Um, this is the JSN situation. Um, I I I agree that I'm low on him. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and argue that Metcalf's 50th pick off the board. We ended up averaging him out to 40, which he's under guys like Cooper Allen and T. Higgins. Which once again, my bad. Uh, so I, I don't I don't dislike where he ended up. Uh, I think he's right about where he needs to be. I think you guys might be a little high on him at the 30s, uh, mainly just because. Lockett is still there and at the moment healthy. Um, And then you bring in JSN and then these two running backs. It's just it's a lot of mouths to feed in Seattle for Geno Smith, who had a great year last year. But I still don't I can't just say that he's he's the guy now, you know, like, I don't know. So I
2: have my I have my uh, process of athletic freaks in nature and fantasy football. And DK Metcalf is the um, one of the anomalies where he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't produce like he should, but I somehow always rank him higher and somehow never have him on my team either. So it, it's really, awesome. he's an enigma. I made when a fireball bet. usually bets.
1: takes him way too high, honestly. That's usually yeah. the problem with DK is like somebody takes him like in the second round
0: and you're just like, what the
2: yeah. f- okay. Maybe I'm, I guess, maybe I'm guess scorned I'm
0: about the fireball bet I made of him being a wide and top 10 wide receivers and he didn't make it. And now there's more weapons on the team. So I, I love what Seattle's done for regular football, but for fantasy football, I fucking hate it. Because there's no like, oh, yeah, DK Metcalf's that dude there. Because JSN easily, we saw the talent, what he has, and we know that he can do something. Joe, I'm going to need you to explain Joe Mixon at 30, uh, which we have 46 and 53. Okay, so you remember last year where I was talking about how Josh Jacobs
2: was going to get absolutely run into the ground to where Mm -hmm. he wasn't going to have any feet left? That is my Joe Mixon Mm -hmm. pick this year. Um, With the legal issues, the team's pissed at him. They've had Chris Evans, Travion Williams forever, and they've never played him. Uh, Chase Brown's going to be mm. interesting to see how he factors into this, because I do think Chase Brown's going to get some run. But I think this team wants to win, and they are just going to run Joe Mixon down into the ground until he drowns in dirt, man. That's that's my the reason I have him so high.
0: Joe, you actually changed my opinion on that, because you're absolutely right. I, I do believe. I'm not going to put him at 30. I still think that's a bit much, but um i, I definitely i definitely put him lower because of the legal issues and just that's what general,
1: i, I do not even you, know if he's gonna be on this team to be honest with you he could be a june 1st cut for all i
0: know at this point i don't know how they're gonna treat him also i feel like the off the field issues don't seem like from what they've said at least which doesn't mean anything um it doesn't seem like he was actually involved in that incident just happened to be wrong place wrong time which we've all been at in one one day or another so Hopefully that's the case with him and hopefully he does continue his career and what he did has done is phenomenal in his career so far. So, and if Cincinnati's going to make it further than they have and make it to the big day and go win themselves a ship, Mixon's got to be a big part of it. So, Joe, I you know, I don't dislike that. Yeah, that's my that's my uh,
2: no legs at the end of the season guy.
0: Um, one guy that I want to talk about before and Billy might be ahead of this before we move on to the next 10 or actually I guess we got one guy we need to talk about uh but Damien Pierce, uh, running back 19 on our rankings at 46. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's going to be a steal here. Um, I think a lot of people are worried about Singletary, or, yeah, Singletary taking over some of his backfield. I think Pierce, it was his rookie year, and he made that team look good. And this team only got better. Hopefully, Mechie's back. Uh, Godspeed. We hope uh, everything's been going good in the recovery process. They got themselves a new quarterback. Uh, they got his shiny favorite toy, Tank Dell, which who knows what's going to happen there but a uh, little, little guy coming in. But, I mean, this team was one of the better, for one, defenses. So they were always in a game. So Pierce always really got the chance. And really, the, the, the decline in stats for Pierce was he was the only one doing anything. So teams learn really quickly, shut down Pierce, and you shut down the Texans. But this year, there's going to be a little bit more competition with uh, targets and actual quarterback play. No offense to Davis Mills. Did a great job filling in and getting up to their those early picks. But I don't know. I feel like Pierce... We are actually all consensusly low on, in my opinion, because there's a lot of Dalvin Cooks, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon's aging vets. And we got it. Damien Pierce is a young guy, and this is his first new year with a new team. I'm, I'm pretty excited for him.
2: Yeah. No, I, I think like
1: that's about right. Yeah. yeah my only I
2: problem with Damien Pierce is the guys that we have currently ranked behind him, Jamar Jameer Gibbs, J.K. Dobbins, Javante Williams, and Rashad White. I think I would rather have any of those guys over Pierce. But it's not a knock on Pierce itself. It's just how high he is going currently.
1: Yeah, same tier, in my opinion. Three yeah, we're all, same, we're
0: all in the same We're all the same spot. Um, Joe, we got one more for you before we get out of this tier. Uh, 38 for Chris Godwin with Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. I have him at 63. Billy has him at 48, which is probably the average where he's at 49, which is why he's there. But which I think that's about where he should be, but I'm, I went low on him because I think this team might also be in that tanking. This is one of those teams we need to talk about, Caleb Williams. Yeah, I
2: like Chris Guywin here mainly because that position he plays and what he excels at I think is quarterback proof. Um, the short slants, I think he's going to get peppered with targets. We saw Mayfield uh, keep Jarvis Landry busy. Uh, we saw him, you know, short time with the Rams didn't do a whole lot there, but I'm not worried about the quarterback for Chris Godwin solely because of the position he plays. And I think he's a very good receiver and talk about cheap PPR points. That is the definition of it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. I don't really, I mean, I don't really have any rebuttal. Joe could be right or Josh could be right. One of that offense is going to be weird. I think our,
0: I actually think our consensus raking, this is one of those things where we canceled out our hot takes and we ended up we're in the middle and that's actually one of the yeah. better things. So um, I also I guess we did, we did say we would talk about this and Debo, we all had him like dead on and I was shocked. Cause I thought I was putting him low 44, 43, 44 at 44. Uh, shocking enough. Um, right behind Hopkins Metcalf and right before McLaurin, Pittman, Godwin and, I think we're right. Yeah, I think so too. We actually
2: have the we have the most consistent deviation on Debo out of anybody in the draft, even in the first round.
0: Oh, I'm That's pretty awesome. sure. Yeah, and which yeah. to be fair, there's a couple of random ones later where we were all really close. Uh, Jamar Gibbs were pretty close on 53, 47, 50, pretty much. Well, my my problem.
1: My problem with Debo is that you're not going to be excited when he ends up on your team. Like you're gonna pick him because it's gonna be like, oh, well, Debo's available. I, I, I you know, I'm I'm typically between Debo and Michael Pittman and Terry McLaurin. Like, I'll I'll just take Debo. You're not gonna feel great about it though. I mean, it's same with like Terry McLaurin. He's got Sam Howell throwing to him. You're that's gonna take great. him because of the talent. Not necessarily like he doesn't have like the wide receiver one upside that he's had in the past, though. Like that that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, I actually disagree with the McLaurin take because McLaurin has played with bad quarterbacks his entire career, and he still gets a thousand yards. It's never been every exciting
1: year. to get him though, it's because deep. you're just like, oh, Alex Smith is throwing the ball. Fuck, I know he's not going to be the number one wide receiver this year. Oh, he's got Sam Howell throwing the ball. He's not going to be the one number one wide receiver this year. You got Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball. He's not going to be the number one wide receiver this R.I.P. year. Like, it's just you just keep going. Seriously. Like it's just this same thing every year with him. Oh, he's got Taylor Heineke throwing the ball. Uh- not going to be the number one wide receiver Actually, this year.
0: Him and Heineke. I, I still have I still have high hopes for McLaurin. It's think just that... so frustrating with McLaurin because
1: I want him to be on a good team with a good quarterback because I want to take him and feel like this I'm winning this year. This is my year. But I feel right. like McClellan. Straight for not... him
2: now because Caleb Williams is going to make him a stud, right?
1: Dude, you're telling me I am. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already thinking. Already, already the wheels the are the wheels are turning.
0: <laughs> All right, real quick. Since we're uh, we're about at the hour mark and we made it through fifty, which I think yeah is we need impressive. to speed this up for no, sure. No, 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 we're not going through it all. We're gonna everybody's gonna pick one more that's highlighted. It can be whether you're high on them or you're low. No, on I've them got two. I've
1: a, got two more that I'm I'm all right. Two, on than more you two. Apiece, two more a piece.
0: Two more a piece, and it can be anyone. I could be like Joe. Why the fuck did you put Chris Godwin at thirty-eight? We already went over that, obviously. Um, so
1: pick okay, your one. Bill. Go first. Pick
0: one of yours. Yeah, right. go
1: ahead. I'll go first. Um, I have James Connor at thirty-eight. Josh, 72, Joe, 54. I, the, the reason I don't get it is they didn't add anything to the offense. Colt McCoy is terrible, so it's not like that's going to mean anything. And it's what, what else are they going to do but run the ball? Like I don't think they're going to be doing anything else but running the ball. So I think James Conner has a good chance this year to end up in that top tier of production just because there is nothing else going on there. I don't even think DeAndre Hopkins and Zach Ertz are going to be on this team by week eight. I think they'll be traded well before then because this team's terrible and he's just going to be benefiting from garbage.
0: Just being the team being garbage. That's the reason I have him that high. I personally think I'm very low on him. Uh, I just, this comes down to dislike for James Conner, the walking into the end zone two years ago, 16 times or whatever it was. I didn't, I don't think he's that good of a running back, but I I think you might be right. You might be onto something there. There's not much going on here. This was actually, this was an oversight on my part. I put him at seventy-two. I just don't like him, so I just didn't. I just kept not putting him in the rankings. No,
2: I agree with you hundred percent. This is solely because I am tired of James Conner. I don't want him to be a thing anymore. So, just I don't. I'm want not putting him
0: team. at. I won't <laughs> put him at thirty-eight. I, I'll say that. Well, I, I have. Mean,
1: okay, so thirty-eight might be strong because that's like the beginning of the fourth round. And if you pick James Conner, everybody in your draft room is going to laugh at you very heartily if you do that. So I, I get it. I just think by the year's end, and we look at the rankings, and he ends up as running back like twenty. I'm not going to be shocked. This team is going to be is going to suck, and they're not going to throw the ball
0: as much because I think they're going to get rid of their
2: weapons. Yeah. All right. No, your thought
0: process is sound. Joe, I'm going to go next, and I'm actually just kicking it to you because I want to talk about that home run you're swinging uh which makes no fucking sense because you fucking hated dj Moore until he got on your team but now he's <laughs> 40 true. now he's 48 uh <laughs> above the likes of some of these other running wide receivers terry mclaurin Pittman, who you love and always been a fan of uh i just i gotta i need to know what you're thinking with dj Moore at 48 for for example i am at 62 which i think was uh, pretty accurate and uh Billy has him at 78, which is actually really low for Billy, which I thought I, – if I would have looked at these rankings, I would have assumed that I messed up and flip-flopped them.
1: If Justin Fields is going to throw the ball more than 12 times in a game, I would put, <laughs> put him higher. How this about that? This is to Joe. This is the Joe, Billy. Sorry. I just need
2: to see it first. <clears throat> Excuse, Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I talk now, Bill? <laughs> hmm I, th- I think it's your turn. Okay. Sure. So it's a little bit of a homer pick. I'll give it that. But the thought process is sound. Justin Fields, they upgraded that line. Darnell Wright's going to give him more time to play. They're going to run more bootleg stuff. The team's better around him in general. Claypool is coming into the offense. Actually understand it a little bit more this year. Not saying great things in there. But I think DJ Moore and you get a healthy Mooney. This offense is going to look completely different. Let alone they brought in Tanyan and Komet. I think this opens a lot for DJ Moore. And Justin Fields was one of the most accurate long ball quarterbacks the last two years. When he gets a chance to throw, he makes good throws. And I think this DJ Moore signing pairs up so perfectly with the type of quarterback that Justin Fields is, because even if he throws it short, DJ Moore kind of turns into a running back in the open field. Now my knock on DJ Moore was never that he wasn't good. It was just because Carolina's quarterbacks have been terrible and I don't have any faith in them. So This is more of a fit and the player and I'm very high on them and a homer side too.
0: So (laughs) I actually have a homer take here and I know this is going to, anyone who listened to any of our content last year is going to be like, okay, shut up. You already did this. I think this boasts well for Mooney. I think Mooney was not equipped to be the wide receiver one, but I think he can be the wide receiver one on this offense. I like DJ Moore, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think in these two wide receivers. And that's why I have, more lower and I would like to put Mooney up. I didn't because we did it last year and I just feel like got to stop eventually. You got to get yourself out of it. But since this is my turn to go, I just want to say that Mooney and more I think it's pretty interchangeable. It just depends on what Justin Fields and when Justin Fields determines to start throwing and what happens afterwards. Like who yeah. who is the guy? Cuz it could be Mooney. Like I mean we, we got to talk He's about going it. Going into
2: a contract here. So yeah, it'll be yeah, I just, I'm really high on DJ Morty. he's dirt fucking cheap right now. You can get him anywhere for nothing. I like the
0: idea out. of where he should be. I just, you're ranking was a little much, so. Going, anyway, going into a contract year with four
1: targets a game is going to be really, really tough to sell to his new team, I guess. Then ne- I was going to say, the next team's getting a steal of a discount then. Man, you really hate on my Bears right now. Out on the Bears, it's on the offense. If they're not going to let that man throw the ball more than 12 times a game, we This isn't going
2: to fly. Let's, let's because, give hey, the what's chance. The, uh, what's the Buccaneers uh, hashtag? Damn, I don't know. You
0: yeah, better figure that out. out. We'll uh, but no, honestly, out. Joe, I actually, I'm giving benefit of the doubt to the Bears. I think that they are in potential cahoots to win the division if they, they play this right, because they did cahoots. what they needed <laughs> to do to make this team better. They boosted the offensive line. They got another wide receiver. Their running backs are still solid. Uh, I just, this this is, if it's not this, it's not Justin Fields.
2: As a fan, dude, all I really want is them to be included, <clears throat> so that's fine. <laughs> that's not the word I meant to say,
0: which is the best <laughs> point,
2: All right, Joe, who do, you, who do you want to highlight here? Um, I'm going to throw this one over to Billy, and let's talk about Cam Akers here, bud. Okay. You um, got him at 50. Josh has him at 69, <laughs> and I got him <laughs> at 92.
1: So this is kind of like – I was like hedging a bet because I – think that they're going to add a running back potentially and so i can see where this goes south really quickly however if they don't and they decide to tank out this year because they do have the number one draft pick next year and they do have a chance to reinvent this offense i think there's a chance that they just run their offense through ham acres and just ride it out and not sign him back again and just let it rip so would i be mad about taking him in the fifth round absolutely not it would be fine by me
0: yeah, I I can't agree with you here. The only time Cam Akers has ever been good in his career so far, uh, other than the first couple of games of his career before the injury, um, was when they literally had nothing to play for. So I want to see it before I put him. Just like this season, am I right? I mean, s- sort of, but like they're still going to try. Like they're gonna they're gonna at least play games. With I don't think they're... what?
1: How are they going to try? They have a quarterback I don't know, that is... should not play football ever again. Cooper Cup's old ass who who needs to get out of town as fast as he possibly can. And Sean McVay, who doesn't even want to coach, wants to be on a beach somewhere, and I can't blame him.
2: Yeah, no, well, you, you, would, think- take, you would take Cam Akers over Javante Williams right now. Yes. No. no. All right. Anyway,
0: well, we're not getting into that, but I, I want to talk. raised him
2: 92 just because I knew one of you fuckers was going to have him way too I, fucking high. Not me,
0: 69 <laughs> all day. But no, my thing is this is what happened. and this wasn't this wasn't Sean McVay's fault. Sean McVay did what he could as a coach. This was uh fucking Stan Kroenke trying to pretend like he has a fan base by going and winning a championship. And you know what? Those stands are still empty, there, bud. You went to LA. It's it's not going to work out. You got your you got your Super Bowl, and it still looks like shit. And now it's going to look real bad for the next three years. What you could have done is you could have built an actual longevity of a roster instead of buying every player out there. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done I promise. Billy, what do, you what do you got? Um, I mean, we're going to kick
1: this to the Eagles, Josh. Why do you hate DeAndre Swift?
0: Um, yeah, that just comes down to nothing to do with DeAndre Swift, but the fact that the Eagles hate using running backs. And DeAndre Swift and Gainwell, I feel like, are going to be interchangeable at the beginning of the season. I think the only way DeAndre Swift sees a full workload is if there's an injury to Penny, which which will happen, which could happen. It's but also forever. if it happen tomorrow and <laughs> you're right, he might be walking down the stairs. Oh, yeah. But anyway, no, it's it's more about this was more about the Eagles not committing to a lead running back. Even when Sanders was on fire last year, they would not give him more than six carries in certain games. It's just, it's more about consistency. And that's why I have him lower because I personally don't want him on my team. I'll probably end up with him because let's be real, but
1: well, Miles Sanders just finished as a, you know, RB 10. We just talked about this and you don't think that Swift could potentially do the same thing.
0: I think he could. Swift if is better committed. than
1: Sanders. I think talent wise.
0: I don't. Maybe I personally think maybe Sanders that's a hot take. I don't. Know. I think maybe Sanders is one close. of the more underrated running backs, and he proved it last year with no workload. But I just feel like with Swift's injury history um, and what the Eagles have done with running back history, it's just all together. I could not put them all the. I I just couldn't put them too high. I think I'm low on them, sure, but I put Penny and him around the same, I believe, um, because it's like I don't know which one's going to be, and they're going to do that stupid shit. Yeah, Penny and and Swift are two away. From each other at running back 28 and 30 in line.
1: I just pre-ranked Penny's injury because he's not going to play after one <laughs> six. <so. laughs> I actually think
0: this this is going to be the one year where Penny stays healthy and goes and gets a deal with a random team after this year because the Eagles are going to keep rotating one-year guys that are on the end of their contracts for the next three years. And Penny is going to be get get paid by someone next year because Penny's going to have a good year and it's going to be stupid. Okay. Uh, all right. One thing I want to talk about... Is Calvin Ridley. I, I'm I'm kicking it to myself, and I have Calvin Ridley 30 picks above Billy or 25 and about 40 to 50 above Joe. I'm at 38. And you want to know why? Because Calvin Ridley is gonna come back with a vengeance. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind, and I didn't rank him over anyone where I think was ridiculous. I have him over Debo and DK. We talked about DK, that was my bad. Uh, once again, but Terry McLaurin, Pittman, Keenan Allen—that territory. Why can't Calvin Ridley be there? I mean, they have Christian Kirk already. I think that's going to only boost Calvin Ridley's stock because he was not—he was clearly not the wide receiver one we wanted to see when Julio left town in Atlanta. But Calvin Ridley coming off this year, I understand that the the, the situation, but I have a feeling Ridley is going to have just a monster year, and I think he's going to be a steal in a lot of drafts because a lot of people are going to kind of forget about what he did because it's recency bias.
2: Yeah. I can see what you mean. I love this offense from a football perspective. Christian Kirk paid him a ton of money. He's going to work the underneath routes a lot. Ridley's going to play his deep role like he did with against Julio. And then you got Ingram in there. They drafted Strange as a blocking tight end. And they have Tank Bigsby and Etienne there. This offense.
1: And Zay, and easy. Zay Jones, who mysteriously comes out of nowhere to have games. Seriously. I think he
0: immediately takes over the the Joneses' role though, and takes all the all the targets from the Joneses, like the yeah. two Joneses combined, and Ridley's now Zay Jones, and that's 82 catches with 800 yards with no talent last year. Damn! Yeah.
2: Whoa! Yeah, that what was a, hot. Man, what a drive by, uh, <laughs> Jones.
0: <laughs> Jesus, I just got burned <laughs> by Ridley.
2: Know. So. Good
1: lord. Okay, I understand.
0: My, I understand the issue.
1: My only problem with Ridley is there's two years off. I just don't know what he's gonna look like. I mean, once he catches his first ball in uh the OTAs and then I see him catch it and land and run. I'm probably going to be like, "Well, move
0: him up 15 spots." I just like, feel like he's fully healthy. Hopefully, he's been working out. I mean, obviously, we don't know what he's been doing, but I, I don't know. That- Deshaun Watson was off for two years, and suddenly he came
1: back and forgot how to play quarterback. So it was
2: all the massages, dude. If Ridley's getting massages too, <laughs> <dude>, he's fucked. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, he's not gambling. <laughs> he's all not right, Joe you in
0: Florida, Ridley. <laughs> can you gamble on massages, Joe? Kill us, kill us all. What do we got? What's the
2: last oh. ridiculous?
0: I want to to talk
2: to you about how fucking ignorant you are about Brian Robinson being ranked ahead of Antonio Gibson by both you guys. Antonio Gibson, I am extraordinarily high on this year. Um, You really really are,
1: Joe, by the way. I wanted to bring that one up. If we had a third one, I was going to mention it.
2: Yeah, you guys got shot in the leg. Robinson fucking ranked (laughs) over Antonio Gibson. I I had to overrank Gibson to get him up there. Gibson's going to get everything. Rivera came out and said, hey, we need to shift the production over to Antonio Gibson. Brian Robinson's nothing but a short yardage back, guys. I know it was a sweet story. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the entire fantasy football community here. He ain't shit. He might get you three yards. He's going to fight really hard for those three yards, and that's going to be the end of Brian Robinson. So 20 carries, three yards, 60 yards a game. That's six fucking points. I agree with you. (sighs) That's 10 fucking balls in the game. This year, Joe, Joe, so, yeah. okay. Joe, right. Joe, calm, calm yeah. down. Number I'm one, I, I agree with
0: everything except for the drive by that you did on Brian Robinson, which he does not need at the moment um, need but a second again. 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 Yes. But no, honestly, my thing about Brian Robinson is they clearly liked him better and I don't know why uh, Antonio Gibson has been nothing but consistent. They drafted Brian Robinson and it was just like, they keep drafting running backs and I'm just like, stop, just stop. He's, <laughs> I, I think Gibson's phenomenal. I just traded him away and for a second round pick a late second, a last pick in the second, because I don't believe that they're going to give him the shot that he deserves. And it's just going to be one of those things where teams are running two running back teams. I think Gibson has the talent. I think the problem is, is he's not on the team that's going to use him the correct way. And by the time he, I just don't this year at the moment, I think Brian Robinson's going to get the start off the get go and Gibson will have some good games later in the year. I think he's definitely worth drafting and redraft and could be a steal in late rounds. But I don't think anyone's going after him, which is the best part. It's kind of like the the Fournette Rojo situation where there's the two running backs. Like, who is it going to be? Everyone thinks it's going to be Robinson. So it's going to be 10 picks later where Gibson goes. And that's going to be a steal personally. So I agree with you. I just your ranking's a little home. I
1: agree. I agree with you, too. I have Brian Robinson going in round seven and Antonio Gibson going in round nine. And that is exactly where I think because this team is going to suck. I don't know. I don't care how many times we have talked about the commanders on this podcast. They are going <laughs> to suck.
2: I don't Third believe in playing that. Catch up all the time. And Brian Robinson is not that guy. That's well,
1: you but, know. That's the problem, Joe, is that last year I agree with that, too. And they still put Brian Robinson out there for no damn reason. He, should he had, have been a, he the had
0: one game there. where he looked really good. And every like, that I don't was, even think he looked good in that done. game.
1: There was, I remember after they beat the Eagles, everyone's like, Brian Robinson's the Eagles' killer. And I was like, Is he? He sucked in that game. He didn't do shit. He Fuck just ran the, the ball NFL, 30 man. times. That dude looked shitty as hell at
2: the senior bowl, bro. Yeah, it
1: was nothing. Like, Brian Robinson was nothing
0: in that game. And they, everybody's like, Well, Brian Robinson,
1: Eagles' killer. Joe, no, I will no, say,
0: no. I, I like how your pick made Gibson above Ryan Robinson in our consensus rank- yes. rankings, and I appreciate that. I appreciate your service. I think 60 is a little high for Gibson, but I think this is right where they should both be in the 80s, and I personally think Gibson's the better running back. I just don't think they use him correctly. I think they both suck, think they suck, and the commanders suck. suck. All right. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's end this, because apparently we get a little hostile when we go over the hour and 10-minute mark, because shit just gets wild here. And too much to you fuckers. Yeah. here's the thing here's the
1: thing so we're going to take next week off possums and then we're going to jump into our division previews for the whole rest of the summer pretty much up until august when we start talking about the redraft rankings and all that good stuff and i'm here to tell you all i will not be talking about the washington commanders when we do the nfc east pod i promise i won't be doing it i'll I won't do be it. talking falcons and i won't be talking commanders I'm just clearing that out right now. When we all have to choose a team, that is not the team I'm choosing from that division. Do I don't not want to care. Hear,
0: I, I don't want to hear rebuttals Do from you Do not care.
1: I won't. I won't talk about them because they're
0: nothing franchises this year, in my opinion. I actually, honestly, out of all the NFC East rivals, the Commanders I've always liked, and it's really sad because they just get the shit end of the stick every time with Alex Smith's injury, who was at the end of his career, but he was still looking pretty decent by the time he went there. And it's almost like, well, even interrupt- like Joe Theismann, his... like just yeah. back to back to those days with them. Like they had to deal with that on the field. They got, they get He's a tough, a great guy, by the way, they get a tough deal, but then they, uh then they fuck Gibson over. So honestly, they deserve it. They deserve it. Just kidding. That's terrible. All right. Anyway, anyone else got any uh, final thoughts you want to get out about anything? Yeah, I got to nope.
2: caddy for Joe Theismann. He was oh. just a swell fella.
0: So, okay, a did cool. a nice thing. Yeah. But
1: again, possums, if you're listening this long, we will be off next week. O- so listen F- to this one F- again. Listen to this one three times. We probably will have YouTube videos, so check that out, youtube.com slash the IDP army. Um, you can check out our
0: videos there. Um, and yeah, anyone who just catches making sure those... people know that. Anyone who catches those, remember we're offensive points, and we talk about the offense. So that at, and remember, that green
1: shirt is the arrogant asshole. Just remember,
0: green. Oh, I wore shirt, green again. Asshole. I know you did.
1: I'm just making sure everybody knows. Green shirt, arrogant asshole. Yeah, That's Joe. I'm sorry
0: knows. for being mean to you on the last podcast. Apparently, or two fine,
1: podcasts man. ago, man. I filed
2: That's it funny. with HR already. Jordan told me to fuck off. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Went right in the it's trash. <laughs> That's our HR department. All right. All right, Joe. Get us out of here.
2: Good night